everybody, I'm back, and today we're going to be talking about the man with a plan that will do anything for peace, no matter how many women and children need to be murdered, Peacemaker! Brian, hit that music, let's go! from 12920 Philadelphia Street, Whittier, California, in the heart of Uptown Whittier, Keeping Up With The Nerds presents Issue 81. My name is Nick Lero. This is Brian. Renee. And welcome to the show. You see how <laughs> weird it sounds? Yeah. Four minutes of our time. Dude. You know what? <laughs> I blame production because the clipboard what did wasn't, I do? The clipboard wasn't out. And I should have had the clipboard. And you should automatically know I'm full of shit when I say. Oh my God. You said within the first minute. <laughs> you said the curse within the first minute. Isn't that not what no, you No, that's not what I, I read said. it right there. It says curse in first minute. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back, Nick. Hey, how's it going, guys? In person, feels, live feels, in the studio. Yes. Feels good. Feels and don't worry, Nick. You know, we said that Nick had COVID in I issue did. 80, I but did. he's been cleared. He's good to go. Yes. yes. He's not, you know. You can only get COVID once, right? I mean, <laughs> that's how that works. I mean, we, we're just, what are you doing? Honestly, <laughs> that's why Joe Rogan is going to get that, like, you know, false information strike. I mean, honestly, on him now. we are just taking his word for it. <laughs> no, no. <laughs> Like, <laughs> eyes open wide. No, I, I, I mean, there's a reason why you're I, over there. I've, I've, I've had it for no, because it's been about two weeks. Yes, it's because I, I got it on the first, and then I and is this would be the 14th. Yes, so it's been two weeks, 14 days. Mm-hmm. Do you clear. want to talk about how you got it or no? or the experience you've had? At least? So uh, I got it from helping, from being generous good, and helping friend. friends, and, and being a good friend. Of I went to go help a friend fix his computer, yeah. and then he returned by giving me COVID. Yeah. <laughs> But and, in return, and in return, he gave me COVID. Yeah. Uh, apparently, you're not supposed to French kiss your friends when you when you leave their house. That sucks. Uh, <laughs> I mean, how the French do it? Um, right. And they drink coffee. Yeah, and they drink coffee. No, but yeah, uh, honestly, uh, it, it wasn't. It, my my experience wasn't as bad as some as some people's. I had a very mild case of COVID. I got lucky. Yeah. Um. You know, I had a very I had a runny nose, headache, and uh, I didn't even have a sore throat. Yeah. Uh, the, honestly, those were my two big symptoms. And then I think I had a fever for like five hours. And your family like didn't get it. My um, family all didn't get it. So they, they they kept you quarantined in the room. <laughs> yeah, man. They kept me quarantined, and then uh, whenever they needed to like drop off food or anything like that, it was like a hostage situation. <laughs> Where they're like, oh, all right, so uh, you know, I'm gonna put the food at the door, and uh, in two minutes, come outside and then collect the food. All right, uh, one, two, okay, okay. Now drop off the plates. Do not. Now drop off the I repeat, plates. Do not. Do not exit the room. Now go back inside and put the damn mask on. What's wrong with you? <laughs> come on. <laughs> and th- so that's that's basically how it was in my house for about two weeks. You know, funny thing about this whole like uh the, the whole quarantine si- uh, situation so we were talking about it off podcast right because uh, we're thinking about possibly streaming sometime soon and doing some content there live yeah. for people to watch um, uh, sure um you were mentioning rainbow six extraction yes that, that's one of the games yeah. that you wanted to play you know what it was originally called hmm. rainbow, rainbow six, six quarantine, quarantine. <laughs> 
because it's because well, you, you know what, you know what it's about. Right? Yeah, I read, I saw it's, the trailer about, and everything. It's about like an infection that's like infect that's like going through, and yeah. then like you have to go through and kill monsters and stuff like that. Is it, is, isn't it funny how certain content was being created before COVID happened, and they were, you know, because that's how uh, Falcon Winter Soldier. They also had, that's, was that's how their B plot got canceled. Yeah. Because you know, because it was supposed to be a pandemic that was going around the planet mm-hmm. uh, post snap. Yeah, like after everybody's coming back mm-hmm. and stuff like that with overpopulation. And, so and, yeah. it's interesting because uh, we're at the last. Andy finally caught up with Brooklyn Nine Nine. Mm-hmm. So right. we're about to watch season eight together. Aww. And season eight, um, she was saying because she watched the first one without me, the first episode, and then uh, we caught up. We're at like episode three or four. And mm-hmm. that one, it's uh, which are, is it, COVID is addressed. COVID is addressed. Oh really? So are, yeah, COVID oh, wow. addressed. Have, have you seen it or no? No, I it, haven't watched it past like season four. Yeah, COVID, so, COVID's yeah. addressed because they're actually they're wiping down the precinct. Yeah, like in oh. the very first one, like they're in like they're they're like they have masks on. Mm-hmm. They're wiping everything down, and COVID is addressed as like there is a problem actually mm-hmm. what's going on in the world is addressed mm-hmm. of like Floyd and everything else like oh, the whole situation BLM all, those, BLM, yeah. all mm-hmm. that stuff is all kind of addressed uh, police, how the public looks at the cops and yeah, stuff how, and how police hide what's going on they mm-hmm. even like there's an episode where they actually go through what would happen if other cops were to come forward and talk about uh, like try to turn in bad cops yeah. where it was like in reality the bad cops would only get a promotion whereas the good cop that turned them in would probably get a demotion and or a transfer yeah and it's it, so it they got address real... problems like that yeah, yeah. So... so they're they're addressing problems like that mm-hmm. it's it's actually really sad it's that's, sad that's but interesting too. it is yeah. but it's a concept that i uh, was telling andy because like I, I understand why those things need to be addressed um but there is this concept when it comes to media like in mobile media Whereas if a show addresses reality, sometimes it doesn't do well with the public, which is one of the reasons as to why, you know, plot points in certain TV shows get canceled or name changes happen in video games. It's because when you do when you, you know, consume media like TV shows, video games and movies, Mm -hmm. you escape from reality. That's what most people are doing. Yeah. That's why most people, you know, watch those things or, you know, consume that kind of media. So when you bring in certain aspects of reality into a show, for example, right? Like with Brooklyn Nine-Nine, it can go mm-hmm. one of two different directions, right? right? You can have the public either be very approval or be very um, offended by it and just kind of say like, you know what? I'm not going to really do this because Brooklyn Nine-Nine was like my escape from reality. Yeah. I'm not going right. to watch it anymore. This right. season sucks. Or you can have people say like, this is very interesting and I like how they're treating this respectfully, so on and so forth, right? So you have those two ideas. And as I was watching it, and I was telling Andy, I'm like, I can appreciate what the writers are doing here because they're choosing to not ignore what is going on in the world. Right. But at the same time, you also have to understand that if I'm watching this as someone who's consuming this product, I also have the right to my opinion and disagree or agree with some of the concepts that are there. Mm-hmm. And that's what's great about, you know, bringing these things in there. Because I'm not going to say I hate this, this season. So far, the first three episodes I've seen have been fantastic. It's still Brooklyn Nine-Nine at heart, right? right. But... They have a lot of really good episodes of farewell to certain characters. Yeah. And, and it, that's kind of, and that's really cool where it's like, okay, we're going to say goodbye to, you know, the Pontiac Bandit. We're mm-hmm. going to say goodbye to all these other like main staples of the series going into their final season. Yeah. And they really do wrap it up pretty well. Um, I'm interested to see what you think about the finale because the finale sat weird with me for a while. You and said then, you cried. The I cried the first time. The second time I watched it, I was like, "I don't, 
I don't know if that hit as hard as it did. And then the third time I watched it, I was like, that yeah, that still hits pretty hard. You know, it's funny you say that. I felt that way when watching the final, well, not final, but the new season of Dexter because it wrapped up. Is this the series finale? Because they were doing one, one it's season. A, they, they label it as a season finale, but they don't know if they're going to get another season because sure. they ended they ended it pretty well. They ended they ended an arc. And um but that's the thing is, I can't I can't watch Dexter. It's always a will they won't they of whether or not a brother and sister are gonna make out. Yeah. It's always a they they ended it in a way that you know, you thought they were gonna go or no, not I shouldn't say that. It just ended really weird where it's kinda like, Wow, all right, that was a big risk, so now what? Because they could move forward but I think both Michael C. Hall and um, the creator, uh, Jeff Lindsay, uh, mm-hmm. are like, well, if Showtime tells us, we'll we'll jump on the opportunity. But right, as of right now, this is it. This was just a season for the fans, honestly. Yeah. Makes, yeah makes so sense. It, it felt really weird, though, after the season I, finale. I mean, the, 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 the main thing I got done in quarantine was probably I finished Halo, <laughs> which was all right. <laughs> it's Halo. I I mean, was, that sounds like all Halo games. <laughs> I mean, I got to the end of it and I was just like, oh, wow, they're going to make another one. Oh, no. <laughs> oh who could have thought that? Mm-hmm. And then. <laughs> it's not Bungie, right? What do you mean? No, it's 343 uh, studios. studios. Uh, but it's like, oh, this is Halo Infinite. So I don't really know what the next Halo game is going to be. And Beyond. And, and be, and be, I swear to God, <laughs> if, it's, if it's Halo Beyond, I will cut someone. <laughs> <laughs> I swear to God. Um, I showed you guys because I did it before I got into quarantine but it's still pretty cool where I finished the uh, the Technicolor uh, Batmobile oh, oh yeah how, not the Technicolor the, or the Technic. Technica yeah, yeah that looks Technic, so sick yeah. I want to get that that mm-hmm. well I told you I was going to get it beforehand mm-hmm. and yeah dude it's worth every it's worth every $120 that's not that bad no that's how much I paid for my I think a little less like under 100 for my X-Wing that I got the Lego one yeah but where are you going to display that with your Captain America shield but there's just, I mean, the X-Wing is just sitting next to my TV. The Captain America shield is just buried in the clothes right <laughs> if the, now. If the, camera, if the Captain America shield is not around my arms, it, it's in the pile of clothes. That's, yes. Because... First off, that's how he takes his clothes to the laundry. <laughs> he puts it in the shield yeah. and then picks it up and then, like, carries it. You know? um, well, speaking about TVs, shows, that's not a good transition. That is whatever. not a great transition, no. but no matter what. The man with a plan <laughs> is definitely the man that wants peace, and that's Peacemaker. Thank you for saving me on that wow. one because I had no transition. I was just like, we got to get on topic. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> just, just sit back, baby. All right, just sit back. That's why we brought you back. Yeah, you, thank you, sweet cheeks. I know, we were going off the You rails. guys were... So, I was actually going to mention that. <laughs> what did we do wrong last issue? Dude, you guys were so off topic for so long. You guys yeah, because yeah. You guys, you guys drift. Because we like enjoy a, each other's company. Look what we're doing that's, now. You're off topic right now. We just had a good transition I'm, that you brought in for Peacemaker. Yeah, and now you're you all got, of a sudden going then, like, let me tell you something about issue eight. Then you got me off topic. That's your fault. That's true. We got off topic yeah. again <laughs> by going off topic. Exactly. <laughs> so anyway, Peacemaker was, how did you guys like it? it three episodes so far. I James Gunn love directing it. a TV show. I feel like the only way James <laughs> how Gunn. How did you like it? <laughs> keeps the, going. The only, well, the only way James Gunn really knows how to make a TV show, and that's chaotic. Yes. And yeah. I, I really enjoyed it. I'm enjoying the first three episodes. Yeah. What about you guys? I So for me, watching it as of like first episode-wise, mm-hmm. I was kind of like, okay, well, there's something. It, the, obviously, the first episode was just going to be off the rails. You know, right. It was going to have everything that James Gunn wanted. to. It was going to have action. It was going to have bloody uh, nudity. 
and just like crazy conversations throughout the whole thing. I figured that's what his first episode was going to be. I, I'm what I what I really wanted to find out was where did when he was talking to like DC because he had to have talked to DC and of course yeah for it. What were his like guidelines? I don't think for he, the show. That's the thing. I think that's legitly they gave him free control. Because if they gave him free control, it's so interesting on how much he is opening up the DC universe. Mm -hmm. Because he's opening it up all over the place. Mm Because, I mean, in episode two, he introduces, uh, what was it? He introduces, uh, huh? Doesn't he introduce, like, Vigilante, right? Like, in episode No, I'm talking about, in general, he, they introduce Batmite. Yeah, that was cool. Uh, what was it? Uh, not Toyman. Um. Dollman. Dollman. Mm -hmm. They're introducing a bunch of other characters. They, Mm -hmm. they just mention characters that Mm -hmm. automatically they're going like, no, these are real characters that are in our universe. In the first episode, they talk about Aquaman and Batman. Yeah. They mention Aquaman and Batman. Which I also think is really funny where he's just like oh yeah aquaman you know he sleeps with fish yeah he's like he totally he totally <laughs> sleeps with fish i need this guy in an aquarium mm-hmm. so let him in it it's a weird contrast of what we're seeing with james gunn here that exists in the snyder because this 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 exists in the snyder verse technically. technically this does technically this, this is the this DC is aware movie. of yeah yeah so it's funny to kind of see he's talking about jason Momoa. yeah mm-hmm. the the characters that we grew like that we saw in the Snyderverse, being serious. serious and dark, and mm. and then he's just like, yeah, Aquaman, you know, he he, he bones know, fish, he bones fish. <laughs> it's great. <laughs> he begs fish. Um, there was also a note uh, in I think episode two where uh, they uh, hand uh, they hand the diary to the the uh, the new girl in yes. this in Amanda this Waller's Man- daughter. Yeah, Amanda Waller's daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, by the way, massive spoiler alerts. If you have not seen Peacemaker, I should probably warn you guys. We should have been warning you guys ahead of time. Uh, but we haven't spoiled anything massive so far. If you guys have not seen Peacemaker, the first three episodes on HBO Max, uh, head on over to watch that and then come back and you know listen to the rest of issue 80 or right. 81 or right. watch us on uh, YouTube.com. Judo Master loves hot Cheetos. <laughs> so it's uh, in that diary that Amanda Waller is given. Yeah. Uh, there's a Wayne Enterprise sticker. Yes, on it. yes I saw that. Yeah, yeah. That was pretty cool. There's a Wayne Enterprise sticker on it. There's, a, but there's, a, there's a lot of like little tiny deep cuts that they do, mm-hmm. which is really interesting because I feel like it, it doesn't take away from if you've seen everything else mm-hmm. or if you know a lot about DC. But if you do, it's like that's kind of cool. Like I like that. Okay, it's giving, it's rewarding you for being a fan but it doesn't punish, punish you, you if you that. haven't seen anything. I will say that I've been kind of on that like edge of loving it, but just honestly just liking it, like accepting it as a good TV show. What problem do you have with it? That exactly. it's the, it borders. It's like not a show that I would recommend to everyone, but it is a show that I would recommend if you've seen enough DC uh, EU stuff. But I feel like you don't even need to see enough DCEU because... No, no, no. In terms of, like, if you're going to like it. Like, not that, like, the information. I would just go as far as if you loved Suicide Squad, you can go ahead and watch this Yes, that's fine. Like, because you've at least consumed some DCEU stuff right right at that point. Mm -hmm. But as someone who's completely new that hasn't seen anything that they've only... Their only point of reference to the DCEU is Man of Steel, right? Or Batman versus Superman. Mm -hmm. It's not a show that I would recommend to them because it's very far out there. It's totally different. It's just a different atmosphere. Especially if you really liked those movies. Yeah. Because of, like, its seriousness and its grit. Yeah. Oh, yeah, this is some dark stuff. This is this is not the same. Thing. No, this is a this is uh James Gunn's 180 Winter Wonderland of 
just candy and it, bunch of yeah, nonsense it, stuff. It's, yeah. it's literally he got the toy box and he just threw it on the floor and he was like, I'm going to play with all these toys. Yeah. You can't tell me what to do. Yeah, I'm going to play with everything. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm make him have sex. I'm going to make him do everything. Great. <laughs> literally uh, the first episode. So, I was not ready for that. Really? What? You didn't what? think that was going to happen? I mean, I did, but not mean? to that intensity. What? Full body sex. Oh, I kind of saw that coming. Uh, yeah. I, mean, I just thought it was going to be actually he was going to talk into the girl to do it. The His... his uh, the first girl. What's your What's your name? Hardcore. Harper, uh, hardcore. It's hardcore. It's hardcore. Hardcore. Okay. And but obviously they didn't want to go that route, which is actually I like respectable. That. Yeah, because yeah. I like that as for a character for her, because mm-hmm. she's actually pretty interesting so far. Well, because inside yeah. of the comics, she's a double agent. Yeah, she's a double agent that works for Tax Force X. Mm-hmm. And then, and then uh, Amanda Waller actually kind of hints at that. That's the mm-hmm. thing. She that's pretty cool. She's like, watch out. She's got her own intentions and stuff like mm-hmm. that. Yeah, and uh, the guy, the the fake beard, uh, <laughs> die beard, die beard, die beard. Yeah, <laughs> die beard. Uh, he's originally the warden of Bell Reef Prison mm. inside the comics. Oh, okay. So he's originally the warden, which is really cool. Um, but that's why I'm starting to like. That's why I really like this series. It's like borderline between like and love. It's that it's James Gunn has this interesting way of making his own interpretations of you know franchises that we know, mm-hmm. but making it his own and still respecting the source material. Because that's the thing is that as someone that isn't as involved with like you know DC Comics as both of you guys, mm-hmm. I can look at this and be like, yeah, James Gunn is understanding where these characters are coming from in terms of their source material, but he's not going too far out there to say like these are completely different characters and I'm rewriting their entire stories and y'all have to love it. It's more along the lines of like, I understand the source material. If you guys want to love these characters, I'm going to show you why I made them this way. Yeah, I mean, I also do like the idea that James Gunn is really going into the 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 psychology of characters. Yeah, like I really do love. Uh, did you do you have a deposit? Did you pause it when um, he took out all the stuff from uh, when he got shot? No, it's I, the, on the I, trash I mean, bag, right? On the, in, from the trash bag when he all the stuff that uh, when he's in the hospital and he takes everything out from uh, what was it from Culture Maltese. Mm-hmm. And he puts it all out. It's hilarious because you see a lot of little tiny things. Mm-hmm. So you see like a little flyer from Cultimate Tees. It's a mm-hmm. post. It's a postcard that says Cultimate Tees. Mm-hmm. And then there's a, a paper that has all of the Suicide Squad members, mm-hmm. and it was how he was going to remember who they were. <laughs> so it says like Polka Dot Man, Polka Dot. It just <laughs> what? Yeah. And then it says Rat Catcher Kid. <laughs> and then it says uh, Bloodsport Black Guy. <laughs> Does it really? That's funny. That's awesome. What about King Shark? King Shark, and then it has King Shark, and it's just a bunch of letters next to it uh-huh. because he doesn't know how to spell. Because oh, his, uh, his name. Is, he doesn't know yeah. how to spell his name, yeah. so it's, it's just like the best he can do of, of what exactly Anawe sounds like. So it's like Anawe. <laughs> and then there, but I thought the, the most interesting thing is he actually has a napkin, which I'm assuming he got from the bar. bar. Yeah. Because he has a napkin and mm-hmm. it says Veronica, mm. which is the faceless woman mm-hmm. who, inside the comic books, he teams up with Vig- with Vigilante inside oh, of the comics, okay. which is a really interesting reference, and I love it. <laughs> um, but yes, yeah, so you see all those like little tiny things from the from the com- from mm. like what he got from Court mm. Multi- Maltese, and I mm. thought that was really interesting. There's a lot of detail. There's a no, lot. That's the a thing. Lot of even detail. even um, James Gunn's soundtrack. Um, 
There's some stuff this in one, there. This it, one isn't as vivid. No, but it, as, like, it goes with the scene. It goes with the scenes that he's True. trying to do. Yes. At the end of, I think it's episode two, he plays that Foster the People mm-hmm. song with Pumped Up Kicks, but he plays it after you find out that the dad is like a crime lord of some sorts and stuff like that because he's actually been a peacemaker himself, but he was a more radical he one. Was, I think he was called like the White Dragon or something. That's like what they that. say in there, yeah. And um, he, the song that he plays and the actor that's playing it, his name's Robert. And Wait, so inside of the comic books, White Dragon, if I'm not mistaken, mm-hmm. White Dragon was this vigilante that was a hardcore racist. Yes. Like he's a hardcore, like left, like right winged, uh, was it only picked up. He always ignored like, uh, Caucasian crimes and only went against like, uh, African American and, and like Hispanic crimes. Mm-hmm. And like, he would just like beat them down. And then I guess, and then he ends up becoming, I think he probably, he gets recruited by like this, like right winged, like hardcore anti-Semitic, uh, which are uh, Semitic, uh, team. I forget who it is, and then he ends up joining Task Force X. Mm-hmm. Are you looking it up? Yeah. Trying to see if it matches what Nick was saying? Yeah, he was part, uh, a reference to the Ku Klux Klan. Yeah. yeah. His name's what taken a reference the reference from the Ku Klux Klan. William Heller was the original dragon, a neo-Nazi in a powerful suit of armor. Yeah. Heller was a member of the Iranian Empire, the Fourth Reich. So he's also a Nazi as well, too. Yeah. It's a hard uh, mm-hmm. right? mm-hmm. But you know, it's interesting to see how James Gunn is handling these character introductions because in terms of how he's developing this entire story, mm-hmm. yeah, you could have watched the Suicide Squad, right? And mm-hmm. understood who these characters were that were joining up Amanda Waller's kind of like side squad that's gonna be working right. with Peacemaker. We already know how those characters are gonna behave and react. Mm-hmm. But the introduction of like Vigilante or his dad, right? Who now we know as the White Dragon, mm-hmm. it develops these characters in a way where it's kind of like, okay, we know that these characters exist because of this reason, but their stories are going to be more in-depth as the story moves on. And then by the end of episode three, we understand who they were because, mm-hmm. you know, Peacemaker's dad, when we first see him, he's just a racist dude that's yeah. like disappointed his son is always super harsh on mm-hmm. him. And by the end of that episode, we understand that there's more to his story when he gets brought into prison. Mm-hmm. Right, well, and thing, it's great. The thing I'm most interested in is the the actor that plays uh, the leader of the team. I I don't remember his name. Um, he actually already got cast for Guardians Three. Oh, that's right. After working with him and after they wrapped on this one, he offered him Guardians Three as the villain. Really? Yep. Wait, as the leader as, of the cult? No, no, no. The leader of the of the group. The the guy the the guy who's like I'm a di- I'm the directly guy that's in charge. Under, oh, the guy yeah, that's yeah, yeah. Like, I forget I'm his di- name. I'm directly yeah. under. I'm uh, up, like right. I, the only person I you know have to answer to is Waller. Yeah. He, so James Gunn worked with Mern. Him. Oh, his name was Mern. Clemson. Clemson Mern. Yeah. So Clemson Mern. He uh, was it. I, that's the character's name, isn't it? Yeah, it's the character's he, name. I don't know. <laughs> I don't want to. That's pre- that. name. It's. Chuck Woody. Chuck Woody. <laughs> it's a, a, I think it's like, yeah. I think it's like a, like a northern, like a southern, southern African name. Mm-hmm. Uh, but anyway, he's, 
he was according to James Gunn, he was so good. He was like, I, you're, you're, I'm gonna get, I'm gonna offer you the villain in Guardians Three, mm-hmm. which automatically says a bunch because yeah. in if you've seen any of the Guardians movies, you know that the villain has to have this like gravitas and this like a lot of depth to them, and everything else. Uh, I mean, Ronan the Accuser himself was like really awesome, and he had like this like volume to him. Ego was really cool, so I'm really interested to see how exactly this guy performed inside a peacemaker that really like led to that whole yes you are amazing now you're going to be inside of guardians keep your mic closer to you because you're like popping in and out am i i'm gonna put it like right there (laughs) i'm gonna put it right (laughs) up there you go i'm gonna shove it in in my mouth okay (laughs) (laughs) you can't give this guy directions man without him going like i'm gonna do the most extreme thing possible (laughs) stop (laughs) um i will say that there are a lot of things to like about this show mm-hmm. because I feel like it's a very good breath of fresh air. It's a final, like in a way it kind of feels like a final goodbye for the Snyderverse in a way now, yeah. like with the flash movie the coming flash out movie soon. Coming and it's interesting to see how this is going to go on because this is, this show technically exists in the Snyderverse, right? But we know other shows like doom patrol, and Titans yeah. don't necessarily exist they in that same. Yeah. No, the Arrowverse is another one. Uh, Arrowverse has already explained this. Uh, hold on, if I can remember right. The Arrowverse is classified as uh, Earth Prime. Mm-hmm. They've already said Earth Prime. And then the Arrowverse, I mean, uh, the Snyderverse is Earth 17. Why it's Earth 17? I have no idea. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Why is the CW Earth Prime? Dude, they think so highly. I mean, they're being sold. CW is being sold. FYI. People think that it's being sold. What? I thought it was just a rumor that it was being sold. No, like there was a headline that I saw, and the article was basically saying, I forgot where, we'll look it up in the article. No, it's, it's, uh, the rumor is that they're planning, that they might want to sell the CW because they're, which are, because they haven't made a profit since like 2016. Oh my God. They haven't made a profit since 2016. So now they're trying to figure out how exactly to recoup this because nothing they've done so far, like does it not matter what it kind of shows, nothing else, it has not recouped. Because everyone, that was the time of streaming. That's when streaming streaming took kill, off. streaming killed them. Yeah. So what they're planning, what they're thinking about doing is selling the network, but then taking all the properties and making it like a CW streaming service, which essentially would be HBO Max. HBO Max. God forbid that all the content for DC goes on HBO Max, because that's going to be a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Honest, yeah, right? Honestly, I mean, if Arrow and uh, Flash and everything else was on HBO Max, I'd go watch it. Like, Arrow's yeah. still going on. No. Yeah, that's what I thought. I'm like the Flash. Well, is I mean, well, it, well, the and then not, because that was the weird thing is apparently like they're planning on they might sell it, but they're still developing TV shows. Yeah, because they have Naomi coming out. They have Naomi coming out. They have all the new seasons of like Bat- the Flash, Woman. Batwoman, mm-hmm. Riverdale, and then they just announced they're doing uh, a show Justice with Diggle. League. Yeah, yeah. where it's Justice U. Yeah. That's why I was saying. Like, I don't know. Warner Brothers is a weird thing right now, dude. Well, Warner that, Brothers is weird. That's why I'm saying it's a rumor that they might be sell, that they might be trying to sell the CW and then move all of that content over to the H, to HBO Max, which would make sense. It would make sense. It'd but keep the the streaming service fresh. It would it it makes sense to keep paying that fourteen ninety nine a month. Yeah, I mean, if it, if you got all that all that content, I yeah. would. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, also Flash, I think it was like Flash, Arrow, and uh, all the other CW shows. Their contract with Netflix just ended. Yeah. Yes, because right now they just put up Superman and Lois, the first season. 
on Netflix? On yeah. HBO Max. On HBO Max. Yeah. Let me ask you guys this, because this is the reason why I brought up, you know, the 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 re- or the reason like where these TV shows fit in what verse and you know True. the DCEU. Comparing this TV show to others like Titan and Doom Patrol, because you guys have seen those, how does this stack up against those? Peacemaker. Peacemaker. Doom Patrol would probably be the closest to it. Why? Okay, so Doom Patrol is by far one of the wackiest TV shows I yeah. think I've ever seen. Because I haven't, Doom, I haven't watched it, but I've seen clips. Doom Patrol mm. legitimately has the sex patrol in it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Where they fight crime by orgasming. Yes. That's a thing? That's a thing. <laughs> I will show you the clip after this. I will show you That the is clip. the funniest <laughs> moment in that show. <laughs> Because they are, everyone's having an orgasm. Mind you, Brendan Fraser's character is a, is a robot. robot, so he's he doesn't have any. He organs. has no. He has no organs, so yeah. he can't orgasm. So he's looking so at everyone's like, oh, he's like, not, what the hell's going on? Not only that, but then at a certain point, he starts to fake it. Yeah, because he doesn't want to be left out. <laughs> it's uh, such a beautiful is, scene. It's so I, funny. That, that's why I'm saying, by far, yeah. still goofier than this. Yeah. <laughs> Okay. There's so hold on. it's they, it this show legitimately has a street that knows that it's a street. It has Doom a Patrol? self-aware yeah. street yeah. that has psionic powers mm-hmm. that can then also affect people's mental states. Yes. And it's a different alternate dimension along with Bicept Man who can then flex his muscles. Yes. To then activate certain powers. He yes. can rip the dimensions apart by flexing... Certain muscles. Muscles. Yes. I want that. <laughs> okay. Doom Patrol by far <laughs> is the wackiest yeah. show. We gotta, we gotta start watching Doom Patrol. Then. Doom no, Patrol I, I, I'm down. You wanna watch Doom, it again? I'm just down, yeah. Okay. Dude, yeah. Doom Patrol is awesome. I love it so much. It's so much fun. Not mm-hmm. only that, but also the first season with Alan Tudyk as the villain. Oh, yes. I love Alan as, Tudyk. No, Alan Tudyk's a great he's actor. A, but he's an amazing Mr. Nobody. Good. Because, he, <laughs> because Mr. Nobody is that perfect person to narrate. Because mm. in the first season, he's he's mainly your narrator. Yeah. and Because Mr. Nobody is nowhere and everywhere. So he's spying in on the team as they're like planning to take out Mr. Nobody, and he's always narrating the story. And then this, and then also the show just like shot up Brendan Fraser's career. No, oh, it was yeah, it, it was, brought it back, yeah. dude. Yeah. Brendan Fraser is amazing in this show. That's what I hear. So let yeah. me let me bring up this fact then, because you're saying that this Peacemaker is wackier than Doom Patrol. Peacemaker the f- then Doom Patrol. Titans is all the way at the bottom near the dumpster. <laughs> and <laughs> if I could forget about Titans, oh, that would be great. The thing is, is that I don't like. To, I don't want to watch Titans because I watched like the first four episodes. I got up to the part where there was talking I wouldn't about piss on it if it was on fire. <laughs> <laughs> but I watched it and I just, oh man, I couldn't. And then I, and then people were just kind of like, I hated how people react to it when like Jason Todd got announced. It was like, oh yeah, Jason Todd's in here, like cool. And then like I was like, I'm gonna predict, and I think I talked about it with you. They're gonna kill him off in the same season he appears on, and then right after that, he's gonna be Red Hood. Because yep. that's what Warner Brothers likes to do. Did they so do that? They did that. Oh, within two episodes. Yeah, that's fun. Within two episodes. Not only that, but also, it isn't the right Jason Todd. No. Yeah. 
So it's a more Tim Drake kind of. Yeah. They made him more like Tim Drake no, in a bit. No, 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 like, no, no. That's not. That is not the problem. I have a problem. That's not what I have a problem with. We get I, frustrated, Nick. Oh, Go God. release the hounds. So the, the, the <laughs> thing I have the most frustration with is the fact that the reason why he becomes the Red Hood mm-hmm. isn't because he's upset with Batman. He's upset with the fact that Batman couldn't kill the Joker. How could you not murder this man? Mm-hmm. He has crippled people. He has crippled our friends. He's tortured your best friend mm-hmm. in Commissioner Gordon. He's shot uh, Alfred. He uh, he might have raped Barbara Gordon. They never were clear about mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Uh, and then he murdered me. Mm-hmm. And he's still walking the streets? Mm-hmm. You just sent him to Arkham? Mm-hmm. What is wrong with you? Why do you let any of these criminals just go with all the people they've killed, mm-hmm. all the harm they've done. And in this one, and that's, that puts so much, and that's the whole reason why he becomes the red hood because he feel he feels like if I can control the city and it's crime, I have now protected Gotham the way that Batman could never do it. Mm-hmm. This one makes no goddamn sense because it's literally just Bruce Wayne murders the Joker in episode three of the new season, mm-hmm. like literally beats him to death with a crowbar as Bruce Wayne, not even as Batman, sneaks into Arkham Asylum, bashes his brains in, and then drops the crowbar in front of Dick Grayson and goes, the city's yours now. And then he leaves. Yeah, I hate how they treat Batman and Titans. And then he just yeah. leaves. And you're like, so what the hell do I do now? Like, mm-hmm. what do you want me to do with that? Like, mm-hmm. what, what do you mean? And not only that, but also Gotham is in crisis at the time. Mm-hmm. So Batman just leaves his city while it's in crisis. And, oh, and the most nonsensical thing of he doesn't even give them the opportunity, the Titans, the opportunity to go to his his funeral. Mm-hmm. Like Jason Todd dies and then he can't even go to their funeral. And then he then has future recruits of like Lucius Fox, uh, Amanda, K- which are Kate Kane mm-hmm. and all the Dick Grayson. And I mean, uh, uh, what was it? Uh, Damien, Dr- uh, everybody. He has like this giant list of bat family members. And then he was like, and then he goes, what is this? And he goes, Oh, those are future recruits. It's like, dude, we just lost one. Like, mm-hmm. what is wrong with you? Why? Mm-hmm. Why? Like this Batman is a dick. Mm-hmm. Screw him. He should die. Mm-hmm. Like, this Batman is that, not the savior of Gotham. He's an asshole. And that rant was brought to you by Nick Valero from Keeping Up With The Nerds. It frustrates <laughs> me so much. It frustrates me so oh, much. Man, we got to clip that. <laughs> That's getting clipped. Oh, my God. <laughs> Why is that a thing? I was looking at my clock, and I'm like, this is not so going to make long? a three-minute mark. I, I, I was going to say, yeah, I can't. That's going to be like two-parter on TikTok. Oh <laughs> no, I got a way to edit it. Dude, I was... That's how frustrated and then, I was And that then season. I want you to put background music of that, like, of just, like, kind of like, what the just, hell? Just, kinda, you'll, yeah. see, you'll see what I mean. You'll yeah, see what yeah. I'm going to do. <laughs> I thought it was going to be the money hall. The <laughs> yeah, that, that, that's what I got to so, perfect. On a lighter note, unless you have something to talk about Titans. No, or I, could no, uh, Nick no. Again. one more thing. It's just I don't like the actor they got for Batman either. That's the thing. It's the, it's the guy from, oh, from Game of Thrones. Yeah. I don't. Okay, here's the thing, though. I don't mind him. I don't mind him at all. You know what I do mind? I mind that no one does anything smart. 
No one does anything smart in that show. They're supposed to be the family of detectives in the world's yeah. smartest people. And they're the world's dumbest smart people. Mm-hmm. Well, Why? I <laughs> well, I remember the show originally was supposed to be called. It wasn't supposed to be originally Nightwing. And then it got turned into Teen Titans. Yes. And then it got turned into Titans. Yes. It went through so many rewrites. It was supposed to be a movie. And then they turned it into a show. And it was supposed to be on the CW. But then the CW was like, no. And the C- you know it's bad when the CW doesn't want it. <laughs> That's true. When the CW doesn't want it, you're like, oh, maybe this, maybe we should rethink this. Can we talk about happier times with Peacemaker? Can we bring peace to this conversation, please? Yeah, no matter I'm, what the cost. <laughs> yeah, I'm down. I'm I'm down to to watch a show where I didn't feel like I was just pulverizing my temple <laughs> as I was watching it, just going like, if I hit it, I'll make it better. If I hit it, I'll make it better. You know. <laughs> So I think one of the one of the best things about Peacemaker was <laughs> I love the scene where he goes back to after sleeping with that one girl he goes oh back to God. his trailer and he's crying that oh that is <laughs> yes I and he has a small existential crisis yes and, playing the song yeah, yeah I, I I love that and then not only that but also I love the introduction of Vigilante yes. in that moment of. <laughs> Are you okay? Are you okay? And he's just like, what are you doing? (laughs) Are you like, are you like masturbating inside my window? Is that what you're into? No, I'm not, dude. Just turn around. Look at my crotch. No, that's how you get me. No, that's how you get me. (laughs) He goes like, Louis C.K., why? Because of his comedy specials? No, because he's like, because Louis C.K. would always whip his dick out, all right? He's like, don't you read the news? No, the news is depressing. (laughs) So So here's what I really, really love about Peacemaker and James Gunn's writing in general right mm-hmm. yep. he understands natural dialogue with people that have absurd personalities yeah like yes. i because uh, the entire time i'm watching this show i can understand why certain characters talk the way they do and it's not the actors really portraying the characters like granted john cena is peacemaker like he sold yeah. that character oh, yeah. right like he we understand stole that. the suit he like, stole, yeah, he stole the suit. Of, he wears of, it for everything. I think one everything, of his I think, everywhere he goes. Now. I think one of the I think one of his comments on like a late night show was he was like they were like you're still wearing the suit. And he goes, I realize I don't have to give it back if I never take it off. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so he's like he, he is yeah. like he is peacemaker. Yeah. But like the conversations between like characters is just so great because it's not forced narrative that's trying to be censored. Mm-hmm. It's just narrative that's trying to be how natural dialogue works. Like literally the first five minutes of Peacemaker is a conversation between Peacemaker waking up from his entire coma or whatever he was in, right from the hospital, talking to a janitor going like, am I being watched? She said I was free to leave. Am am I allowed to like walk out? Yeah, dude, like you could. Like there's no cops waiting outside for me or anything, right? It's like, not that I've seen. And they're just cussing back and forth. It's like naturally good dialogue. Yeah. Yes. And we it's get a very that organic conversation. Yes. It, it, it does it does feel like a very organic conversation. And you're right. It it is based in around people with absolutely absurd personalities. Like Vigilante. Yeah. I thought it was so interesting as him and Peacemaker are talking mm-hmm. to have that moment of like Vigilante trying to have a heart to heart with Peacemaker Mm -hmm. and him going, do you think this brings me pleasure? Like when I grab my hands around someone's throat Mm -hmm. and their eyes are popping out, do you think I enjoy this? Because I do. <laughs> the yeah. other part I think is it's awesome. The other part is where Vigilante's hiding behind the dumpster and he's about <laughs> to walk away. He's like, you know what? Now that you said that, 
I'm not going to go away. And I'm just like, what the heck? Well, now I can't do it because then that means I agreed with you. And I can't do that. <laughs> I thought it was also really funny when he's sniping the family. Oh, yeah. I didn't think I would ever really bust out laughing from a family annihilator mm-hmm. of just him just going like, there goes Mama Bear, there goes Bear Bear. Billy Bear. Billy Bear. <laughs> Sally Bear is next. And now it's time for Papa Bear to die. <laughs> I, think, yeah, sorry. I, I think another one, another great moment is when at the end of episode two and you find out that Peacemaker and Vigilante had a three-way and, oh, and yeah, then, that, but they're that, smoking weed. Oh yeah, yeah. they're smoking oh, weed. Yeah. He's, like, He's no. like, you're lucky. You're lucky that's legal. I'd kill you guys if it wasn't. <laughs> you know, two years ago, I would have shut both of you guys. I'm like, what the hell? Just I, like- <laughs> no, but I love, I love the fact on how absurd vigilante is. Yes, because he even he even put his criteria for murder, mm-hmm. and it's so low mm-hmm. because he was like, oh yeah, do you think which are drug dealers, murderers? graffitiists mm-hmm. you know they all deserve to die yeah. maybe some innocent people along the way but those are you know accidental yeah. Yeah. so the actor that plays vigilante you yeah. have him right I there have right? Him right here he's a freddie stroma he is perfection like i that's the thing is it takes there's certain tv shows where it's like it's it's a comedy right and mm. you you laugh out loud yeah, right absolutely. but you know that these laugh out loud moments are going to be coming at certain points peacemaker is so enjoyable because even though you could say this dialogue's trash it's trash comedy why are you laughing at like dick jokes and you know murder jokes oh it's so cheap no 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 here's the thing i haven't had a show like peacemaker make me laugh the way it has in a while because there's moments in conversations where I'm not expecting a conversation to turn a certain way or yeah. for certain words to be said. And I'm just like, what the hell is going on? Like that dumpster bit. Perfect. <laughs> I freaking love that. Or the um, the torture scene. Yeah. Where he's just like, why is this pinky toe not coming up? And he's just like, maybe you should sharpen your torture devices. <laughs> why don't you maintenance your stuff? <laughs> I'm just like, what? I think another why am I laughing? He's making- I want to throw up and laugh. He's making a he's making a, all those faces when his mask comes off. If I keep if I keep contorting my face, he can't pick me out of a lineup. I thought that's talking. Like, he's just talking and talking to John Cena. He's just seeing in the background like Again, and as the scene continues, he keeps doing it. Yeah. I also love the idea of the of the of the butterfly attacking Vigilante, mm-hmm. then looking at John Cena and trying to torture it and like trying to question him, and then he goes how about I cut off something more permanent? I'm gonna cut off his pinky toe. Wait, me again? Like, <laughs> yeah. Why don't we why don't we spread some of this yeah. love, you know? Like, what about what about him? He's just like, no, like, don't he's worry. the alpha. Like, don't worry, I'm not gonna give him anything. Can you just give him, give a, him little, a little bit? Little bit? <laughs> give him a little bit? You know what? Why don't you just cut off all his toes? <laughs> oh, I don't want to think about that because they showed the scene and I'm just like, oh, I still feel oh, gross yeah, now, bro. I was like, I, I thought it was so Stop. funny. <laughs> I thought it was so funny when he was just like, no, 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 no. You can't cut off my pinky toe. That's the most important toe. Yeah, people fall over. <laughs> you fall over. He's like, no, that's, that's not, not a thing. I read it on the internet. I read it on the internet. So that's, that's the cusp I kind of like. That's where I'm like, in the middle ground where that comedy is enjoyable for us but i know there's going to be a group of people who are basically like yeah that's trash comedy because it's so simple like anyone can write like that not the way james gunn does it no it's but the thing is that it's it's a combination of two things it's a combination of james gunn writing it but also him finding the correct cast to deliver said lines that's another thing and for them to say them correctly and deliver the jokes Mm -hmm. the way that 
they are written and to have conversations the proper way. Yes. The director of photography also has had, I, I got to figure out who the cast or the, the, the production team for this is because there's also, I'm not going to look for this in a show like this, but there's certain shots where I'm just like, that is actually a really good scene. And I want to clip this. I said that with the suicide squad. Yes. So it's James Gunn has done this multiple times actually mm-hmm. then. Where I look at a scene and I'm just like, I want this as a wallpaper or a poster. In the Suicide Squad, it was when they're all coming out of that white rain. Yeah. And it was great, right? Mm-hmm. In uh, Peacemaker, it's the shot when he um, does the supersonic thing on the, uh, the, the butterfly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then he's just standing there in his underwear in the crater. <laughs> it's like him in the middle of the shot. Mm-hmm. And there's the car that's being torn to the side. And he's just there is naked. That, is that with Eagly? And when then Eagly yeah. comes down with the dead. Awesome, and then gives it to him, and it's just like brilliant. That I, shot is perfection. I love the the joke between the cops, where the cops are like, "Oh, I don't understand how she got totally destroyed. How did the possum survive? <laughs> <laughs> like, where did the where did, why did the possum? Why is the possum intact? <laughs> like, what's this? A slice of pizza? And you're like, no, put that down. That's evidence. Why? You're it's like, a human I face. A, I, think, <laughs> I think that's a human face. And you look at it, you see the nostrils yeah. and the eye hole. She's has her pen in. And she's all. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I also the one of the funny I, I had to admit in episode two that was one of the funniest things of when John of when Peacemaker goes into the apartment building. Yes, when he goes into the apart into the the couple's apartment. <laughs> yeah, and he's fine. He's having a meet cute with the di- with the guy's wife. Mm-hmm. And, oh, but the way she's talking when they're tied up, he's the face that John Cena makes is kind of like whoa. <laughs> like, yeah, she's she's like, just, anything she, can happen. <laughs> She's like, oh yeah, yeah. Who knows? Maybe, maybe he'll, maybe I will sleep with him. Anything can happen tonight, right? Right. And then he's just kind of like, even the dialogue. Do you want between, me to rape you? Yeah, like American I know. Yeah. <laughs> even the dialogue between those two, the the wife and the husband, was just like great mm-hmm. because you can tell that there was like tension that we didn't know existed. Yeah. But somehow that five minute argument told more than what we needed to know. Well, so did you notice yes. at the end of each episode, there's a extended there's a scenes? Yeah. Yeah. Of, of certain scenes, there's extended. I didn't know that until second time watching the episode. Oh really? Yeah. Wait, well, I stayed to the wait, whole thing. A, yeah. Wait, there's extended. See, I didn't see the, are you all serious? The way, all the way through There's the a reason. You know yeah. how I figured that out? Mm. Because it didn't shoot Skip. me to the next episode. Oh. That's how I found out. Because I was literally watching this at like yeah. two in the morning. And I'm like, oh, it's over, right? And I'm like, why? Because look, my I, laziness helped me get to this point. Listen, I right? think- <laughs> <laughs> my laziness helped me because I was just like, well, I'm not going to exit out of the episode yeah. and then find the second episode. I'm going to wait till the button comes out that tells me to find the next I, episode. I watched, I watched them today, one before work, and then one in the middle of work and then one at lunch. Mm-hmm. So I had, <laughs> I was like, oh, I got to keep going. <laughs> I, I know we're going to talk about it today and I got to yeah. get these done. No, like, so there's... It was like an assignment for me, man. I was like, I know I got to get this done by six. So, yeah, so... I... So when you go I through all the I credits, don't want Brian yelling at me. <laughs> if so, I get there, and this isn't done. I know I'm gonna get stuff for it. Go. So, so there's like, so there is. It's not even like after credits. It's, it's more of like extended scenes. Mm-hmm. So in episode two, there's an extended scene of the pair of the of the couple p- p- picking them out in the lineup. There's like they both say like, oh yeah, it's the, they point out the dad, right? And yeah. then like even the 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 girl is like, she says, but not totally, not the hot guy though. 
him. And the husband was like, fuck you. Like, You're like a fucking asshole. And she's like, and she goes, can I take this picture? And the detective's like, yeah, go ahead. And she's like, I didn't see that scene. I want that scene yeah. now. That's probably the best extended that's the scene best that we extended get. One, yeah. yeah, that sounds hilarious. I wish that was inside of the inside the episode. That's that's, that's the but thing. it's unnecessary cuts. Like that's a, yeah. it's a necessary cut to get the the story moving forward. Yeah. But it's good that they still give us that bit so that it kind of explains more of the situation that's, that's like, going I feel on. Like, yeah. I feel like James Gunn went through like all the deleted, all the snippet cut ones and said like, that's the best one that we can show after the credits. Yeah. yeah. Like I, that out I, of all of them. That's hilarious. Yeah. I can't wait to get home and just watch those. Yeah. So we've talked about all these minor characters, right? We've mm-hmm. talked about, we've talked about, we haven't even really one, talked two, about Peacemaker. Three. Yeah. No, we haven't talked about Peacemaker, but we also haven't talked about Judo Master, which it, the, <laughs> even though one, he's like in the last half dude, of that, of, of that he episode has the three. best interaction with Peacemaker though. <laughs> <laughs> Again, the dialogue is what sells. If there's anything that you should watch, like, okay, James Gunn knows how to direct something comical. Yes. Let's give him that credit, right? Yeah. Okay, like, that's the thing. You might, I, if you don't like James Gunn or his movies, he's, he's, he's a comedic, comedic genius. genius. At least appreciate that. Like, if you don't like Peacemaker, the show, fine. By all means, okay. If you don't like Guardians, great. If you don't like the things that he's directed, okay, fine. But appreciate the art that he's doing here. Because the con- <laughs> the conversation between Peacemaker and Judo Master... <laughs> <laughs> I still laugh because I just so thought of great. I just thought of the first thing was like oh yeah you know I'm gonna I'm gonna keep you in my pocket and then and, and then when I rip my Achilles tendon I'm just gonna put you there <laughs> so you can just help flex my toes <laughs> I'm gonna keep you and put you in my pocket and then and then take you and play with my GI Joe's dolls with you but stay away from Chewbacca because he's got teeth on his asshole that's canon that's canon that's canon Wookiees have teeth in their assholes. <laughs> Are you hot Cheetos? Oh, yeah. I'm throwing you one. Ow! What's it on Cheetos that burns? Well, even, <laughs> well, even Judo's reply, like Judo Master's reply was like, mm, big man. <laughs> it's like, it's just, you're like, what? <laughs> and it's just like, remember I kicked your ass? <laughs> it's so great. That's the thing. I also love his death. Because <laughs> he, he, he's not dead. Yeah, he, I know. His brains. Did you did did you I, not hear the squinchy? I don't think he's dead. That was squinching no, when he hit no, the crowbar. Because when he's hitting him with the crowbar, you can hear his brains getting bashed in, and then that's why he was like, "Oh, yeah, yeah." <laughs> and then he's like doing karate moves because <laughs> he just defeated Judo Master. <laughs> oh, I really hope he's not dead. And I that's loved so how great. I loved how it brought that most converse converse. The most conversated thing was about the Mandela effect of the Bernstein Bears. <laughs> in the middle of a in the middle of a stakeout. That's the thing. The yeah, middle, like they are busy. Mm-hmm. Like they're trying to assassinate a senator. Even Mar- <laughs> Morn Mern was like, "It's Bernstein. It's like it's Bernstein." He's like, like, he just drops it in a yeah, conversation. Yeah. It's like it's Bernstein. And then even even um, Hardcore was like the Bernstein Bears. <laughs> like, <laughs> I was like, dang. <laughs> It's a very <laughs> you know important what, but, topic. But I, I have to admit, DC, but DC writers actually do that a lot, though. Yeah, that is a thing that 
they do with those kind of like verbiage mm-hmm. talking because uh, they do that in Young Justice in the first season. Yes. Yeah. Where, uh, what was it? Where, uh, with Whelmed. Mm-hmm. Oh, with yes. Over, with over, which are like, oh, Every, you, under, yeah, you, you, you under, overwhelmed. You overwhelm me. You, you underwhelm me. Yeah, where he's like, Freeze is, oh, is mm-hmm. underwhelmed. You're overwhelmed. Why can't anybody just be whelmed? <laughs> yeah, and they say that, and that's a, that's an ongoing thing without the series. It's and it's like, and it's an ongoing. All joke. the team members are yeah, like, all the jokes, the just G- whelmed. The, yeah, it's yeah. like, oh man, I'm whelmed. <laughs> <laughs> Great. So, so they've Great. got all these characters, and honestly, the show is mainly about Peacemaker, right? Yeah, but it's part. so great that this show exists. It centralized one character, right? But you still have so much enjoyment from all these other supporting characters. That's how you know that this show could succeed further down the line. Like well, it, it could be a very well, successful that, season. That one. was the, that was the thing though. Is I felt like, and I think that was the reason why they picked Peacemaker out of everybody mm-hmm. to make a spinoff for because Peacemaker is so ridiculous that as long as you put him with a team there has to be somebody who's serious and like they have to be that 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 rock yeah in yeah. order for him to bounce off of them because what made peacemaker so funny in suicide squad was that he was bouncing off of bloodsport mm-hmm. and bloodsport and like that oh, was making... during that that whole bit where they're murdering everyone as they're yeah. trying to get... <laughs> yeah. oh my god it's All right, let's let's talk about Peacemaker, the 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 character the show is centralized around, right? Right, right, right. So, um, can we can we say cuz okay, how many WWE Smith. actors have we had so far in like superhero TV shows and movies? We've had uh have we had Rock the Rock now because of Black Adam? Yes. Black right? Adam is is inside of it. Now we also have John Cena and um, Bautista was in Guardians. Yes. Bautista was in Guardians. Now, are we talking about Wait, we're talking WWE about... actors either involved in comic book movies or playing comic book characters? characters. Comic book characters? Should we expand it to that point? I well, that's the thing is because like if you expand it a little bit more, you have Triple H and Blade Trinity. Okay, that's true. Blade, yeah, Triple H is in Blade, um, but also it's Blade Trinity. It's Blade Trinity. <laughs> So I mean, we don't need to. We don't need to do that. Well, the reason I say it is because John Cena. Nobody nobody likes Triple H. Triple H doesn't like Triple H. Yeah, he doesn't even call himself Triple H. You say that Triple H comes out through that wall, dude. If he bursts through that wall right now, I I swear to God, I'd turn around and be like, bitch. (laughs) (laughs) The next thing you need to say is Undertaker comes out, like lights turn off. He's like, oh, Undertaker, he's a bitch. Lights turn off. Boom. No, dude, it's Undertaker. You don't mess with Undertaker. <laughs> that's where he that's the, the line. line. That's the line, dude. He's, he'll steal my soul. <laughs> Come on, man. Yes. And then just see like him next shot. He's just, here. Just, he's just, here. Like, come on, man. He's the Undertaker. <laughs> you just see, like, no, so the reason I bring this yeah. up is because John Cena has been a surprise in acting. He's like, I when what was that? Did you hear the popping? Oh yeah. God, dude. We started. We start. We messed with the wrong person. Did you hear that? that yeah, thing? I heard that too. It could have been next door. Might have been. Or it could have been the Undertaker. Who's, who's next door at ten o'clock at night? The Undertaker. <laughs> the hair salon guy. The owner. Is he still, still there? there. He, he, uh, he can. He's still there sometimes. Or it's yeah. the Undertaker. Okay. It's the Undertaker. Or it's Triple H. It's Triple H. Anyway, it's the Boogeyman. Remember the Boogeyman? The guy would just eat worms. Maybe it's he had a, like a giant clock. You never seen the Boogeyman from oh, WWE? Dude, I'm scared now talking about this because like, the, what if actually something does come out through that door or through that wall? The only, the, the only, the only thing I'd be okay with coming out of that door is Ric Flair. Woo! Woo! <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> 
ghost of Ric Flair. Is the bunch of- <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, remember? He just eats a bunch of worms in his fucking mouth. It? Yeah, that's not a pretty image. Remember the boogeyman? Oh, yeah. From WWE? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, on that note, John Cena has been a surprise actor. No, he's not. No. He's been he's been in a bunch of stuff, but I feel like he's been underutilized because they. That's why he's yeah, underutilized. That most been, people didn't have faith in him. It's the same sorry. thing with like you know Bautista when he was first casted as um, Drax. Not a lot of people had faith in him, and when John Cena was casted as Peacemaker, there was this kind of skepticism in, the, in like how he was going to portray the character. But that's also the same thing with Dwayne. With Dwayne Johnson. Yeah. So uh, so because The Rock has shown dedication to the roles he plays. And so I feel like most people, it's the desk. I, I heard Renee. It's the desk. Uh, that's the thing is that uh, Dwayne The Rock Johnson has actually shown that when he's dedicated to something, he sticks to it. And so John Cena for me, when, you know, I, I, I didn't have that kind of skepticism and fear that he wasn't going to play Peacemaker well. But when I did see him, I was surprised by how well he portrayed the character that I kind of like attached Peacemaker to John Cena. And I'm just satisfied with his overall performance in the but show. I knew I knew that he was going to play him in a comedic fashion because uh, what's that? What's that? I think it's like the heartbreak or something like that. It's the which one? John Cena is in. It's a. Oh, my God. What's her name? That uh, it's a woman. Comedian. Oh, um. What is it? It was um, it's like Heartbreaker or something like yeah, that. Yeah, something. Or, hold on, I'll um, look it up right now. But yeah, he, he was he was actually he showed his comedic chops. In that, that. And I feel like after that, everybody was like, "Oh, he's a comedic actor." That's yeah. what that's what he is <laughs> because he has that entire scene in the movie theater mm-hmm. where he's like, "Oh, where he's like, he goes, you want to go, man? You want to go? Should I blow you now?'" And then yeah. he's like, "Wait, what? Like, what is it? It's not- yeah, it's next door. <laughs> Are we serious? Yeah, it's next door. Now." <laughs> Yeah, it's Dexter. Uh, oh, Trainwreck. Yeah, that's, that's it. what it was. Trainwreck. Yeah, because that, in that scene. Oh, he was also in Daddy's Home. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. At the end, yeah. <laughs> he's, the but he's heck? also in uh, Cockblockers. Yes, he was actually pretty. He's that actually was, really that was good funny in Cockblockers. So how do we see him here in Peacemaker? I feel oh, like yeah. Peacemaker is a combination of all of those roles put together mm-hmm. because in, in Cockblockers that he has that like I'm very much the I'm he's kind of the uptight dad. Mm-hmm. Who doesn't really understand social media and he doesn't understand texting? Yes, and everything, and he is trying to protect his daughter from losing her virginity, and by far is freaking hilarious. Oh my god, I forgot he played Freddy's dad in, in Fred. Oh, did he? Yeah, he played his dad. In if Fred. you ever want to see uh, John Cena butt chug beer, you can do that in in, in Cockblockers. Yeah, yeah, he butt chugs yeah. beer. He did. Yeah. So, how do we think of Peacemaker in general? I, I love, love it. I, I love Peacemaker. Peacemaker is such a great, he's such an interesting character that how could you not enjoy him? Mm-hmm. And also, I, I, cause, but half of the thing is the fact that he's so ridiculous. Yeah. And you have to accept the fact that it's a ridiculous character. Do we feel like the supporting cast is taking away from his, you know, spotlight? Or do you think that, because you said it, that, you know, Peacemaker is a character that bounces off of other people, right? Yeah, without 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 that supporting cast, because a lot of them are kind of the, the soldiers or the... Um, what's it called? Or the, like, the straight men. Mm-hmm. Or, and the straight men and women that are kind of like taking the job seriously, they're here to do a mission. Mm-hmm. And Peacemaker is just this moron that Amanda Waller has put in their lap and gone, 
He's loyal. Like, he's loyal, and that's kind of, like, as far as, like, his usefulness. He's very naive. Like, he's a blank slate, but he's still got a personality that is still developing. Yeah. I which is feel, interesting. But I feel like that's a product of his development. Mm-hmm. Because his dad was only, only cared about whether or not he could shoot guns, whether or not he knew to stand up to things. Like, he, he trained him for one purpose and one purpose only, and that was to become Peacemaker. Mm-hmm. He did not need to understand the how the world was developing and how different society and how society sees him mm-hmm. because that wasn't important to his dad. Now that he's alone in the world and he's working for the government, he's now seeing that he's a dick. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he hates it. He's, and he wants to change. And he wants to change. I love the scene where he's crying because he's like, oh, the beard guy could have been your friend, but you're just a dick. Yeah. And, you, <laughs> and you pushed him away like you push everybody yeah. away. You even see that right before the assassination attempt because he's very hesitant on shooting the kids. The kids. Mm-hmm. knowing Because he doesn't know. Like he, he was meant to follow orders. Right, mm-hmm. that's his sole mission is to follow orders and keep peace no matter what the cost. Good soldiers follow orders. Exactly, and then when he realizes, wait, I have to murder these two kids, not knowing what the butterflies are, he doesn't know what the threat is. Mm-hmm. You see that hesitation, mm-hmm. and it's not until Vigilante pops in and says, like, here, let me take a shot at it, and so he's the one that ends up killing four, three out of the four, mm-hmm. which so, I think is, which is also hilarious. Yeah, it's it's hilarious. Um, but that's, it's interesting cause we're seeing a more in-depth character development of Peacemaker. Yes. He's not just the one kind of tone, the one tone, one color Peacemaker we saw in the Suicide Squad. He's now underdeveloped, kind of starting from scratch, still keeping the personality, but now developing into someone new in the show. Well, not only that, but even, you can even see that in the beginning of episode two, when he ends up fighting, uh, the butterfly. It, when he's in his underwear. Yeah. When he's inside of... But, well, because before that, you can see that he's lonely. Yeah. Yeah. Because after sleeping with her, it's not like he just gets up and leaves. He starts wandering around the house. Yeah, he's he's he starts, sitting there on the bed. He's That's sitting the there on the bed for a good amount of time. Reminiscing wants, about his past. Yeah, he's reminiscing yeah. about his past. He's also... He's, like, kind of trying to find common things so that way he can make a friend. Like using a vibrator as a mic to sing. That's funny. That's so so weird. So funny. <laughs> Um, but it, it's one of those things of you have all of these like little tiny like aspects of Peacemaker that are absolutely essential to his development going forward mm-hmm. of knowing that he is socially inept. Mm-hmm. And the number one thing is, is he wants friends. He does. He really wants friends. He wants people to come home to. He wants people to understand him, like him. But no one does because he acts like a jerk. Yeah, yeah. He does. And not only that, but also because he just in general doesn't know how society really works. Mm-hmm. Like when they have the entire conversation about sweet cheeks. <laughs> because I no, because I yeah. imagine that that is something that his dad used to always say That's when true. they went to the yeah. diner mm-hmm. or when they went somewhere. He would always like dad would always refer to the waitresses as sweet cheeks. Mm-hmm. And as a small boy, that's probably how he rationalize it of oh well they have a sm- they have a nice smile mm-hmm. there's something that's said between one of the characters um as they're discussing peacemaker and like why it is that they he might be like a liability um it's the the new girl amanda waller's daughter yes i forget her name she's um, actually a new character that is made for the show she's which is not- cool um but she mentions how yes he has this kind of like very stubborn very stupid and naive kind of look to him right mm-hmm. but there's something deeper and she notices him notice that notices that from him 
which is interesting because if you don't see it, James Gunn wrote it very obviously so that way we can see it that this isn't the peacemaker we knew from the Suicide Squad. Mm -hmm. This is a brand new peacemaker he's trying to write. Yeah. The not only that, but also it's showing that Rick Flag changed Peacemaker. Yeah. Yeah. That the Rick Flag's dying words is the thing is that's his inception moment. Mm -hmm. That's the that's the that's the mind worm that is now penned, that's now burrowing into Peacemaker's mind of your joke. Like I, I was trying to protect the government. I was trying to protect people, like you said that you were trying to do, mm -hmm. and you murdered me for it. You're a joke, and you should know that you're a joke. Mm -hmm. And it's him trying to reconcile and understand, and kind of go, what have I been doing? Why am I being hired by the government? Why am I doing all this stuff? Is it worth it? Am I doing the right thing? And it's really interesting to kind of have him have these existential crises, and not only that, but also still have that macho like facade on the outside to go, to then humiliate people that are peeking into his vulnerabilities. Mm -hmm. And that's it's an interesting story, and I can't wait to see more of it. So, speaking about what we can't wait to see more of, episode three leaves us at this cliffhanger where. We kind of know what the butterflies are, but not entirely. What exactly do you think the butterflies are? I don't know. That's the thing is that it's mm -hmm. like it like I can finally like I thought that the butterflies were a code name because they did reference the joke about the code names in episode one, yeah. where it's like, oh, Project Starfish is literally about an alien starfish. Mm -hmm. So I'm assuming that or like, what did he argue that Mothra. we're fighting moth? Mothra. Mothra. Yeah. <laughs> do I, I need thought, like, like <laughs> that would be so funny if James Gunn actually did that. Where he legitimately has to fight some sort of giant butterfly. But, yeah. But the thing is that I thought it was so funny because I think if I'm correct, there is actually a villain named Mothman. Yes. There is a villain yes. named Mothman. Well, there's also Firefly. Right. Yeah, but that's not the same thing. It's not the same thing, but it's interesting <laughs> that it's like because that's the thing is that if you kind of know or and familiar with like certain things in the DC universe, like that's the thing is it plays with your mind a little bit because they reference that in episode one where it's like okay the code name for project starfish mm -hmm. is an alien starfish literally so we can only assume that you know project butterfly do i have to fight you know a giant moth you know kaiju or whatever the, the one thing is that i really want because i i the reason why i was thinking mothman would have been a good point would have been an interesting idea was because james gunn has this knack of taking these not even d-list villains these z-list villains yeah. that are all the way at the bottom of the barrel mm -hmm. And then bringing them up and then going like, look at this guy. He's awesome. And then, <laughs> and then actually making it awesome. And then making him really awesome. Yeah. like Vigilante. Come on. like vig Vigilante is not necessarily a B list. He's not a C list. He's, he's very bottom of the tier. Mm -hmm. He's a very, he's a ripoff of Punisher. Mm -hmm. That's, that's what he is. He's DC's version of the Punisher. Somewhere out there. They're like, Nick, how dare you? Okay. Well, prove me wrong. <laughs> uh, the, <laughs> email us. Go ahead and email your put arguments. It, put, it, put it in the comment section. I won't. Re, I won't respond. Those are the same. You got it. You got it. At those, least you got it. Now. Those are the same people that are mad that oh they're changing Punisher's logo. Yeah. Like, well, um, unfortunately, you know, you don't have don't have people use it at an insurrection, and then maybe, yeah. maybe we yeah. wouldn't have to use. There's there's it. explanations for those sorts yeah, of things. Um, yeah. But mm -hmm. but my main thing is that I like I would love to see his version of Kite Man. I would love to see his version oh, of Condiment. Oh my god. I would love so to see great. his version of Condiment King. I would love <laughs> 
like they're actually a threat. Yeah, like <laughs> I would I would love to see like his his versions of these useless characters. Mm. Yeah. I would even love to see him bring back his brother and have Calendar Man as this useless character mm. of like, well, what's your special power? Calendars. <laughs> 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 That's why it was funny to see Calendar Man bring in just bag on Polka Dot Man. Of like yeah. him just having useless yeah. powers. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, oh, you, your powers are calendars. Yeah, you like, just remember dates. Yeah. Like, uh... <laughs> <laughs> so, Project Butterfly, <laughs> going back to that. Mm. Episode three ends with the reveal of an actual insect crawling out of someone's face or yes. the senator's face essentially it's an alien invasion, it, it's an alien invasion yeah. and you know the camera goes back to the van with the tv screen showing a massive massive amount infestation. of infestations yes. right all over the world basically i would say 75 percent of the entire planet is shown to have an infestation of butterflies right mm-hmm. so they're, what they're basically you, every major city i'm gonna do you mind if i go first as to what i think is potentially going to happen if by the end of Peacemaker. I'm not because I'm not I because will, I'm I don't know enough. I, will, I know that yours is more in depth. I'm just gonna say one thing. I will come over there and tongue kiss you. No, because <laughs> I, I know that'll hurt you more. No, <laughs> I, have, I think that'll I have look, more effect this, on you. At this like point, if I, I hit feel you, like you'll I, be like ow, but if I tongue kiss you, you'll be like ah. <laughs> See, I, so I, I feel like it I know sticks how to, with you more. Exactly. Yeah, and it's on camera, and you can't edit it out. No, technically, I can. Mm-hmm. I know how to torture you. I no, just, <laughs> I can just see the editor like no, no, and then just like back <laughs> to a conversation. <laughs> no, okay. So here's my prediction. I feel like whatever I'm going to say, Nick is going to be like, "That was my idea," and then about, come over here. About to, about to give you stop. <laughs> stop. No, you said you're clear. I know, but I can get it again. <laughs> <laughs> It's <laughs> just like I'm done with this conversation. Oh, um, so I have a feeling that this is going to be part of the erasure of the Snyder verse. Yo, okay. So. Because how do you clear out an infestation that massive? It has to In be the, widespread. It's it, yeah, but look at the Suicide Squad. When Starro infected any human being, they killed it, died. Right. Mm-hmm. So this could only mean that the people that are infected by the butterflies. Are practically dead. No, they're dead. If you look at his, uh, if you look at his body, there was no brain. No, exactly. The, but- the butterfly was in the in the skull where the brain was. So then, what does that say about this population of this this Earth? Essentially, mm. are we getting rid of this Earth entirely? Like, is the Snyderverse completely dead once this infestation is over, or is the story going to end with us co-living yeah, but, with the butterflies? But the thing is that we don't actually know what the what the dots meant. Mm-hmm. Like. Yes, are they all over the place? But I, I imagine that. Or those, are they hives? I imagine that the, that's either a hive or the amount of uh, infestation, mm-hmm. where it's like, oh, okay, cool. Like there are, you know, thirty-five people who are infected, and mm-hmm. they're infecting more people, or mm-hmm. stuff like that. We, they, they haven't explained on what exact because all of that. If you were to wipe all that out, yeah, you're right. You, you Thanos to the planet. Basically. <laughs> more than Thanos, because Thanos was at least kind and gave us fifty percent of the population. Yeah, so I I would say definitely the you killing off half the planet would, but you're right, it, it could lead into um, what was it into Barry Allen and his adventures into the multiverse. But my problem is that why would you do the show then? Yeah, 
Why would you do this show? If because you were once just the gonna... Flash kind of shows off what's going to happen with the Flashpoint, certain characters are going to exist then in why this do I new. Care? Why would I care about the show then? If Again, I can, it's if, just prediction. Nick. If I'm going to etch your sketch right after this, why does that matter? Well, you're not etch a sketching. You're permanently leaving some aspects around this. Like, what if the Flashpoint movie, right, brings in certain things and brings into this new universe that uh, that Warner Brothers wants to do? I almost said Marvel, but Warner Brothers. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like what? <laughs> Leave it in the comments down below how mad you are that I almost said Marvel. <laughs> like what? <laughs> so, like, okay, you know, if you want to continue on into season two or three of Peacemaker, right? Right, right Once the Flash right. movie shows off what's going to happen, you still keep that and bring it into the universe that you want to create over here. Now it exists here, right? What about Doom Patrol as well? Doom Patrol, isn't Doom Patrol still being made? Doom Patrol yeah. is on season four. So it's still technically being made, right? Or yeah. maybe by the end of Doom Patrol, it just ends, right? And they're not taking that with them. So it could just be that, that the Flashpoint is going to be dragging certain properties into the new universe. But again... I, I What I'm really hoping from the Flashpoint movie is I'm hoping that there is a Grant Gustin cameo. Yeah, yeah. From I the Flash. From the Flash, because there was an Ezra Miller cam- cameo inside of. They're going the to Flash. do it. So, because I want them to mildly explain what happened, because Ezra Miller didn't know that Infinite Crisis is happening. Yeah. During that time, and if you can then connect that, and then that's him going into him going to that alternate universe of him leaving, going into now he's stuck in this alternate universe and he's like, I don't know how to, how to get away. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to get out of here. That would be really interesting. Uh, and then it kind of, and then when they finish infinite crisis and they kind of level everything out, it's kind of like two big bangs. It's infinite crisis. What's going on over here with the monitor. Plus you also have flash rewriting history mm-hmm. and then that re levels everything out. And that'd be kind of interesting. I don't really know how they would do that, but it would be kind of interesting. Okay. So where do you think this show for Peacemaker is going to be headed towards? Blue Beetle. Okay. I think it's the Reach. Okay. I because the explain re- expand well, the the thing is that we, in, in some ways, shape or form, we need to introduce Blue Beetle. Mm-hmm. We need to introduce the Scarab. We need to introduce the Reach. We need to start introducing these creature these aliens that are trying to take over the planet because usually what happens is they send down a, a blue beetle scarab and then that takes over their version of the champion and then what happens is that champion then tries to convince the planet to welcome these you know these invaders and then they basically just wipe out their planets mm-hmm. and stuff like that they have issues with like the green lantern core and stuff like that but that's different i think that it'd be interesting if the reach sent down these people so that way they can take over the more popular uh what was it like main figures well because this one took over a senator this one took over a senator Mm -hmm. and his family so what about if it was like it took over like multiple senators and then it took over like the queen and then it took over like other other people also how do we know that butterflies what about it's not what about instead of they ate the brain they've captured humans there's an actual hive that somewhere all these people are hidden. And now they like and they're cocooned and then you have to release them. An alien scenario. Yeah, I, I completely understand what you mean. That and, could be one. It could it, it it's more of an interesting idea in your direction, 
right? Mm-hmm. Because that way you can still continue on this story and not have to have the messy universe fumbling thing that Warner Brothers is infamously knowing for messing up. Yeah. Um, it's a good idea. Um, and also you're getting that introduction. Is the Blue Beetle going to be a TV show or a movie? TV. Movie. Is it going to be a movie? It's a movie, I think. Yeah. Let's see. Is it? I thought it was a TV show. I thought it was a movie. Dude, if it's a TV show, that actor that plays Miguel and Cobra Kai is going to have his. It's going to have a busy schedule, because that's ridiculous making two shows. Well, that's why he's so jacked. That's yeah, why and in then Cobra season Kai, four, he's that's like why in Cobra Kai, jacked. he's super jacked because he's supposed to be playing Blue Beetle. Is there a Blue Beetle TV show? That's what one of the Google results is showing mm-hmm. up. No, it's a movie. It's a uh-huh. movie. Yeah. I actually wouldn't be surprised. If, I I'm actually wouldn't be surprised if that's one reason why also Miguel, yeah, which uh, that that actor couldn't do as many stunts this year mm. because in his contract he probably couldn't get hurt yeah mm. because he didn't fight a lot no in the fourth season mm-hmm. he doesn't have a lot of interactions with like combat he has like maybe like one two like real big fight scenes yeah there was one at prom but that was it it didn't even last long that's no. about it like it's not it's not like a huge huge fight scene i would not be surprised if like part of his contract this year he was couldn't get injured. it'd be interesting oh. if he made an appearance somewhere in peacemaker if that is true right if that is actually an intro like a, a intro to the blue beetle and the scarabs it'd be interesting to see him make a small little cameo in the show i wouldn't be surprised if they go talk to ted core mm. as somebody who's trying to identify uh, as they what the scarabs are or something like not that. necessarily what the scarabs are but he's they they contract cord in order to make devices to figure out who mm-hmm. butterflies are okay so that and then that that's what gets Ted cord involved and mm-hmm. then that's how Ted cord finds the blue beetle mm-hmm. like he's been doing research on the blue beetle scarab for a while mm-hmm. then you can have the blue beetle fall into Miguel's hands okay. Okay. I like that. That's an interesting idea, Renee. Mm-hmm. No, I got I really got nothing. I it's really, a it's an interesting show. Like I said, the one gripe I have about it is because we finally get a plot in the in episode three. Like where it's going, like yeah. what it's this show is leaning towards. And mm-hmm. it's an alien invasion, but we got that in episode three. And I'm kinda not disappointed, but I'm more kind of like, wow, we got three episodes when it aired. I was kinda expecting maybe two or one, mm-hmm. but we got three. So it's like almost like a movie. Is this a weekly show? It's supposed to be, I think. I think it's coming out next week. Yeah, new episode comes out next week. Mm-hmm. That's My question thing. is that is it only episodes? is it only one or is it three again? Let's see. <laughs> if, if if they did that to us where it's like one episode a week after releasing three, that's gonna suck. Because well, you can't only, just sell us on three. I think it's only eight episodes, isn't it? That's oh, the thing. Oh, my God. I think, only, I think there's only five episodes left. But you know what's so great about this and kind of like the idea of not knowing exactly what's going to happen? It keeps us invested. Because like Renee was basically saying, you know, he doesn't know what's going to happen, has no idea what's going to happen. eight going. episodes. Eight episodes? Mm-hmm. But Are aren't episode to episode or is it uh, uh, batch? Yeah, it's episode by episode after that. Oh, oh my wow. God, dude, that's intense. So let me ask you this. Are you invested in the show? Like now that you're like, are you more interested in to see how this is going to develop in terms of the butterflies, Project Butterflies Definitely. and the story moving forward? Yeah, because I want to see where, where that leads to at you, the end. So do you think that we're going to get a wrap up of Project Butterfly by the end of the season? I think we're going to get basically what they need to do. Okay. I feel like we're going to find out, like, okay, there's been... Because we already know they're all over. Yes. I think we're going to find out where, like you said, like a hive mind or like a hive, we're going to find out where the source is coming from. 
mm-hmm. by the end of the season. Okay, but not it's complete. I don't think we're gonna get a sol- a, like like a solution. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Because I I wouldn't be surprised if it was like some kind of a hive that they've kidnapped people and then they've made new bodies mm-hmm. and then like that and it's bodies that the my closer to you. In its bodies. That <laughs> now, do we do we think that we're gonna have one of the main cast members be a butterfly, but we don't know it yet? Uh, yes. who who? Um, what's his name? Uh, um, Morn. Morn. Mm-hmm. That makes a, sense. Here's the reason why. It's after he gets up from the explosion. Mm. He gets up from the explosion extraordinarily weird, like he, he doesn't does. have control over his yeah. body. That's true. I gotta re-watch, rewatch that scene because he's when he's, he's like, yeah, he is sitting there like this. He's sitting there like this yeah. with his eyes open his eyes and he's bleeding out of his mouth mm-hmm. and then literally he does this without saying anything and he's not really breathing. Mm-hmm. And then he gets up and then as he's getting up, he's like, it looks like he's trying to get adjust, like adjust and get control mm-hmm. over the body again. What about if he is the true big bad, but what's happening is that he's trying to deal with the butterflies on his own. He's giving false information of what the butterflies are. And he's covering his tracks by telling everyone he doesn't know how to but why uh, is he, show emotion. But why is he executing his own species then? That's the thing. That's, I don't, the, that's thing. the thing I don't know. But the thing is, is that also, and I feel like that was a a, uh, a tell of James Gunn mm-hmm. where he, when he, and unfortunately when that casting got leaked, when he said, I hired him as the villain for Guardians 3. Mm. Why would I hire him as the villain for Guardians 3 unless he performed as a really great villain in this? Mm. That's true. Yeah. Possible spoiler there. Mm. Yeah. So uh, we do have to wrap up this uh, issue pretty soon, but there's one more thing we have not discussed, and I feel like this is like another 10-minute conversation coming up, uh, which we have the time for. The fact that John Cena looks like a giant muscular baby when he's naked. Yeah. Okay, that's that's a good point. That's not what I was going to say, but yeah. Does. I'm he, just, he look. Has like, he has like, yeah. Especially when he's wearing freaking underwear, like, dude. Yeah. Tiny whiteys, yeah. dude. It's like what? I'm confused watching that. I'm just like, I don't, I don't know if he's like tall or short and it's, just muscular. It's like, it's like yeah. he's muscular, but he has like this arched back. He looks like an action yeah. figure. He does. That's the thing. He and does. I, and and it's so weird when I, he's naked and you're just like I feel around like and he looks like a giant. Muscular I'm happy baby. that he's able to stay that muscular. Like that's great. Good for him. Yeah. But the thing is, is that like he's so like you said it's just so big and it's like can i like can you imagine ever being like that for the rest of your life i kind of want to though do you really i don't like if i'm thinking of it's also the rock too the rock rock kind of has that walk too no but the rock here's the thing if you compare like john cena you know muscles Mm -hmm. to like dwayne the rock johnson's john cena just looks like an action figure Mm -hmm. and dwayne the rock johnson looks like an action figure but like sculpted yeah, but not like a, not a posable one. I feel like that's also you know? the pigment on their skin. <laughs> why are we why are we dissecting muscular men? Muscular men. Because <laughs> they keep putting it in front of us. That's, that's the thing true. That stop! Stop putting it in front of me yeah. in a TV show and, and plus, or movies. And plus, didn't you notice that like there's just like 
two weird veins that he has on his he arms. Does. It's his, it's his, he yeah, does. Super it, it, squiggly. It's like super squiggly. He has yeah. one up here, too. Yeah. The things it's we a, notice. It's a, <laughs> show. Don't have him naked in a bunch of scenes. <laughs> no. Because then I'm going to see him. Literally because, have him dancing because, for like 15 minutes in underwear, just going like yeah. this, singing into a vibrator. Yeah. Like, what the heck? Because no, when you that, look at The rocks, the Rock, he's, he, he has that same thing, but his veins are not like that. No, they're, they're not. They're actually like like structured veins it's weird like, yeah they look like those are their placement veins. is right yeah <laughs> no it's not, the, that it's not that they're not right i'm yeah. sure it's right for his body it's just like <laughs> but it's, it's not like it's, weird. it's not like he's bleeding inside yeah, this is not the conversation odd. i'm trying to but have it's just weird to see like john cena have like a curly fry you're welcome on, You're on his arm, you know. Like, it's weird to have a curly fry on his arm. <laughs> so the the reason I the last point of topic I wanted so, to have like was not straw. muscular it's men like, in tidy whities It was the opening <laughs> sequence to this TV show. Do you really want to taste it? <laughs> again, but again, I, again, I'm talking about it because the way that John Cena danced in that, he's just going like this. You know, oh, in the not, in the opening sequence. Yeah, he's not really moving. He's like. <laughs> no, okay, so here's the brilliance of this opening sequence, right? Uh-huh. So it doesn't fit the theme of the show, mm-hmm. and you have every main character of this section of this of of this portion yeah. of the of the show making a dance number for this, right? I can't help but not skip it. I, I know that he in, in one of the interviews he was just like, I wanted to make something that's not skippable, that people have to watch because it's interesting. I'm watching it not only because it's interesting, but because I'm trying to make sense of why and what each character is doing in this dance number. Like certain dance moves that these these people are doing don't make sense to the characters oh, that they're no. portraying Re- really, inside of. Really quick, uh, Judo Master is in seven episodes. So he's not is dead. he really he's not yeah, dead? He's not he, what dead. I just say. He's in seven episodes. Not dead. Is he really? Not yeah. dead, baby. But what about if there's a different judo master? They're, no, it's the same actor. Same actor. It's the same actor. Not too. dead, baby. Let's do this. Well, he's in seven episodes. He's in seven episodes because he wasn't so, in the first one. But he was. He's in gonna the be. In, he's gonna be in every episode from from there. moving yeah. forward. That's now. why in the dance number he's in front with John Cena. Do you think? Or with Peacemaker. Ca- do you think they capture him? Like they tie him I up think that the bashing of the head is. makes him have like uh, what is it called uh, amnesia? amnesia, and so he like goes for he joins, them now. He joins, yeah, which he, would be great. That'd be funny. That would, would actually that. be really funny if he joins the team and <laughs> <laughs> John Cena's just using him like a slave. <laughs> <laughs> the actual Achilles tendon. No, but what do we think of the dance number? It's I um, love it. I love no, it. No, I I really enjoy it. It's a lot of fun. Um, I watch it every time. <laughs> so I. I don't skip it's, it. I don't skip it's it. It's so funny though because it looks like you're moving action figures like stop motion. Mm. Like the that's, faces that's, are neutral because the faces are neutral, and then you have this like, like this like block moment of like one and then two. And then, like, they swing their arms like chimpanzees. Yeah. And you're like, what is going on? I think that was the on? simplest way they can do it with everyone. Oh, so that way it in, matched in everybody? Less takes. Yeah, in, in less le- takes. I, I'm assuming so. Yeah. Okay, I just thought of a brilliant skit that we could possibly do. I'll tell you guys afterwards. Okay, okay that's such, I have that's, that's so great. Okay, anyways, does it, does it have to do with what I messaged earlier in the, in the chat? No, it with what we just talked about. So okay. we'll talk. We'll, we'll discuss afterwards. But um, no, that okay. So it's great because it's like yeah, it's like they're posable action figures doing the entire thing, right? Mm-hmm. So none of these characters have any movement that makes sense to the characters that they're playing in the show, right? But my favorite part is peacemaker's entire dance routine for this it's like he's doing this he's doing this and then there's one point when he gets his gun and then just goes points it at the camera and goes 
and then it just goes into this magical finale that mm-hmm. happens mm-hmm. that introduces the title card. Mm-hmm. So the way I kind of looked at it, and now that we're talking about it, I actually kind of thought of it of James Gunn is the puppet master. <laughs> and these are his puppets yeah. that he's just dance, kind of dancing dance. around and just because <laughs> that's kind of how they walk like puppets mm-hmm. yeah that in all these movements even like uh, this this, the, this is a puppet move yeah like, even this the is economist out of kermit the economist has only one dance section in the entire opening sequence and it's him going like and that's mm-hmm. it that's it nothing else Besides the when everyone is at the end, but it's interesting. It is. It's it's a very weird, but entertaining opening sequence. Yes, it's All, very James Gunzy. Also, Har- uh, what is it? Harden, or the yeah, the, the, the yeah, spy. Harden, yeah, she is muscular. Yeah, when she does that, when fit. she when she does like this, you can see mm-hmm. her like the tone of her bicep. Mm-hmm. I was like, I'm like, damn, she's fit. Mm-hmm. Like, oh my god, dude! Like her muscle shined in the mm-hmm. screen. <laughs> like, oh my, my god, she could whoop me. <laughs> so, last question before we wrap up this issue: How comfortable would we feel? Okay, so given the fact that you know we had Zack Snyder take on the DCEU and tried to make something right, and Warner mm-hmm. Brothers was just not having it. Right, right. Warner Brothers is notorious for dipping their hands into properties and saying like, "Yeah, we're not going to let this air. We don't like it this way. We're going to change this." And that's why Snyder didn't have his cut with the Justice League until like years later. Here was the problem, though. I feel that Snyder didn't prove that his cut was good. Okay, so with that said... And that happened with Man of Steel. With that said, would we feel comfortable with a James Gunn-centric DCEU? Yeah, but... Mm-hmm. See, here was my thing, though. J- James Gunn, can he can shoot the hell out of a movie. And he knows how to do comedy. He knows how to do all these other things. I wouldn't put... A Batman movie in James Gunn's hands. No, but would you have him not take on like the the main centric superheroes, right? Like Superman, Batman. If you want to make a Green Lantern movie, you can go ahead and do that. I but think like, he would make a great Green Lantern movie, actually. That would Ju- be too bad. No, here's the reason why. Which I, Green Lantern? Um, you, um, Guy Gardner. But that's the thing is that <laughs> you gotta sell one of the main ones. <laughs> That's the thing. I wouldn't. I wouldn't do Guy Gardner. Oh no 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 no. James Gunn Green Lantern does no, not the, a Green um, Lantern movie, but he does the cat who's who the, took on who, the the yellow lantern. Right? Is it the yellow? No, who's the, the red one? Oh, the no, red one. She, it's a red one. But no, who's the fourth Green Lantern? So there's Kyle Rayner. Kyle Rayner. Okay, I can see him doing a Kyle Rayner mm-hmm. kind of Green Lantern because mm-hmm. I. But the reason why I think that a Green Lantern because he knows how to do in, ensembles really well. Mm-hmm. And you could do Green Lantern Corps, super awesome of him in charge of a group of other Green Lanterns. Okay. And him trying to get them like to do what he's doing. Yeah. And you're kind of doing the same thing that's here, but with Green Lanterns. Okay. Okay. And everything else, I, I think w- he, I, I do think he could make a really interesting. And also, he knows how to, he knows how to shoot the hell out of space. Well, you know what? I think I would give him a Green Arrow movie. Green oh. Arrow would be pretty sick. A Green Arrow movie? He can do a he, Green Arrow movie. He can definitely do a Green Arrow movie. Yeah, because I he, think that would be kind of cool. Yeah, I think I'll give him. That. Okay, so how about this? Not a James Gunn centric DCEU, but a spin off centric 
DCEU. I think he's great for spinoffs. Yeah. Give me all the weird characters. Because I feel like that's where he, that, I feel like that's where he like really knows how to like kind of blossom mm-hmm. of getting like these very, very terrible characters. These characters that are like, like Weasel. Are you saying Green Arrow's terrible, Nick? Yes. Yes, he's a cop. <laughs> He's literally it's a copy, a copy of, Batman. Say it to the camera. Say it to the camera. He's a copy of Batman. He's oh. literally a copy of Batman. Every single Batman show or Batman reference that the Warner Brothers or CW is trying to do is a Batman reference. Is a Batman reference, but they ended up just using Green Arrow. No, or uh, what was it? It's right. and his name is Renee Bravo. I, <laughs> I <laughs> read this message. What was it? What was it? I think it was so funny when uh, inside of uh, I think it's like Injustice mm-hmm. or something like that when they're trying to protect Harley Quinn. Oh yeah, and then he goes like, "Oh, this is the Arrow Cave." Mm-hmm. She's like, "Oh, arrows don't go in caves. Mm-hmm. Why don't you just call it the Quiver?" And he's like, oh, "It's so much better." <laughs> <laughs> No, that's the thing. Like, I'm rewatching Smallville, and like, I I'm looking at all the behind the scenes stuff, and yeah. they wanted to do, they wanted to they bring really in, to bring in Bruce. Bruce Wayne so bad, but Warner Brothers was so like, hard. nope, he's a movie character, use someone else, and they were like, fine, we'll use Green Arrow, we'll use Green Arrow. That was the mm-hmm. same thing mm-hmm. with um, the Arrow show. Arrow show is yeah. that they wanted to do a Batman show, mm-hmm. and then they couldn't do it, so they were just like, okay, well, let's just do Green Arrow because yeah. Green Arrow is. Basically the same thing with just a bow and arrow. He's a billionaire philanthropist. The only difference is is that he's supposed to be very eco-friendly. <laughs> like he's supposed to be kind of a hippie yeah. where he's where he's like fighting the power and like mm. going for the people and giving yeah. money back and everything else instead of just trying to fight for like the mm. soul of, of you know Star City. No, he just I, I don't like arrow show. That's why I never, huh? I never liked the arrow show. That's why it's just like, a, it was a rough show. Oh, no, no, no. Uh, it, had, it had great parts. It had great parts. And moments. Do we have any last minute thoughts <laughs> on Shut Peacemaker? Your Shut your mouth. Um, <laughs> I think, Shut, I think, Shut that whore mouth of yours. <laughs> that dirty whore mouth of yours. Do you have any last minute thoughts on Peacemaker? I love it. I think um, you know with all the episodes coming out soon. Um, I think we're just it's we're just going to get how it is right now. It's just the same vibe and just basically peacemaker dealing with aliens. I'm assuming that the next episode is going to give us our, cause the last episode gave us our plot. We have to stop these butterflies from taking over. I feel like in the next episode, they're going to give us more answers of what exactly that means Mm -hmm. and how exactly we're going to do it. Um, do you think we'll get an episode of like a flashback of like how he was raised and stuff like that for uh, Peacemaker? It's yeah. a waste Just of an episode. It's, I. <sighs> it's a waste of an episode because she, it would be a filler episode for a show that only has eight episodes. Yeah, not only that, but also I mean, you don't, you're right. I can actually see that in a season two, though. Mm-hmm. I can see that in a season two. Mm-hmm. Uh not only that, but also James Gunn does well enough to tell instead of show yeah he does that actually really well mm-hmm. of having the ability to comedically tell you what happened mm-hmm. and make it interesting and informative enough where you understand what happened That's true. and okay. everything he doesn't need to show he doesn't need to spend 10 minutes trying to show you his dad beating him or yeah. like putting a cigarette out on him like they don't yeah. you don't need that no i will say that what i really love about this show so far um probably now that we've analyzed it a little bit more, I've kind of appreciated this a little bit more. We're learning the plot and story that James Gunn is trying to show us at the same pace as Peacemaker. That's true. 
That's true. And so it makes it interesting because we're growing with the characters there rather than just kind of consuming the writing material and what the production's trying to bring forward. We are learning at the same pace as the main character in the TV show. And we're invested there because just as much as Peacemaker is wanting to invest himself in what he's kind of getting dragged into, we are now going to be as invested there trying to figure out what the butterflies are, what is going on with all these other characters, you know, what situation is he put into and how is he going to get out of it? It's interesting because James Gunn actually, you know, 100%, he knows how to get these very, you know, trash bag characters and make them great. But he also knows how to invest and sell us on a good story and give it his own spin with his own signature without necessarily, you know, shoving it in our faces and saying like, yes, this is a production that belongs to me. He's not Michael Baying this. It's still an uh, its no, own property, cause, yeah. Because he cares, exactly. Because <laughs> Michael Bay doesn't care. Yeah, that's true. Michael Bay is like, oh, just throw colors up on the screen and make sure it blows yeah, up. Yeah. <laughs> Put an attractive woman in slow motion running around. A bunch know? of up close shots. Megan Fox angled down this way. No, not Megan Fox. He hates her. No, she they tie ties on. Was it because remember she was April O'Neil in the. Was it Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles movie? Did he direct that one too? He produced. Oh, and God. he wrote. Yeah. And on that note, yeah, she would yeah, talk. Money talks. Yeah. Money no, talks. mouth talks more. That's how she got the bag. <laughs> you, you and on that, that note, we're going to wrap up this issue here. We're going to wrap up this issue. going for <laughs> Thank you guys for joining us on this issue. Uh, you guys can find us on all audio platforms, wherever you listen to your podcasts, on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and Spotify. Uh, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. Let us know what you guys think so far about what we're doing. Definitely trying to improve how we perform on here and you know the content that we choose to bring you guys. Also, if you guys are listening to this on audio platforms, we do have a YouTube channel where you guys can see the visual uh, side of this podcast uh, on YouTube.com. It doesn't have a slash, but just look up uh, Keep It Up With The Nerds, and you guys can find all our content on there as well as the uh, upcoming skits that we have planned, the upcoming skits I have yet to edit, and all future stuff that we're going to be releasing uh, prior to year two. Follow us on Instagram and Twitter for all the up-to-date information on when things are going to be released. Uh, Twitter, follow us on there because we definitely have plans for that this coming uh, these coming weeks. Uh, and there are a couple of announcements that are going to be popping up. So if you guys uh, visit keepingupwiththenerds.com, there will be an announcement right there. And a video, hopefully, I'm planning on, we'll discuss later about the announcements that we're going to be making in February. Yeah. Because it's some pretty big stuff that we're going to be doing for the next couple of weeks, guys. It's uh, a pretty big deal for us. A uh, massive step in terms of the production that we're going to be running here. And uh, we thank you guys for the support, honestly, to our frequent listeners, to the new listeners that have stayed this far. We appreciate you guys. We love you guys. You know, we, we appreciate the likes, the comments, the interactions that you guys give us on our social medias as well. Just know that, you know, we're, we're, very, we're very thankful for it. And jumping into year two, it's going to be a very, hopefully, big thing. Yeah, definitely. That we're going to be proud of. So with that said, are we ready to wrap this issue up? All right. All right, Nick, let's not fumble this one. <laughs> <laughs> Jinxed him. Hit it. This has been Keeping Up With The Nerds, issue 81. My name is Nick Valero. And this is Brian. We're Nick. Recording at Undercity Comics in Whittier, California. We want to thank everyone for listening to this issue and hope to see you all next time. I don't know what you want from me, Nick. Kindness.
That was clean. Good freaking job. Hey, 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 good freaking job. That was chef's kisses. Do you remember, do you remember the, the sequence of everything? Of what? I just need the numbers. That's yeah. it. It's the numbers that, that trip me up. <laughs> 12, 9, 20. Why do you say 12, 9, 20? I, I don't know though. why it sounds more complicated when you say it like that. <laughs> I go, one, easier. One, two, nine, two, zero. Okay. Coming to you from one, two, nine, two, zero, Philadelphia Street, Whittier, California, from Undercity Comics. Coming. Uh, I was Cody wrote 12920 were... Philadelphia Street, Whittier, California, California, in the heart, heart of, of town Whittier. Whittier. Keeping uh, up with the nerds, nerds presents sense? issue number 81. There you go. I had that. Coming to you from 12920 Philadelphia Street, Whitty in the heart of Uptown Whittier. <laughs> Do you want a clipboard? Shut up, shut up. One more time, it's my week. and I'm it's getting my, the clipboard. It's my, it's my first week back. Coming to you from 12920 Philadelphia Street, from the heart of Whittier, California. No. This is Keeping Up with the Nerds. I'm getting the clipboard. <laughs> You skipped like two 